Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 83. And yeah, it's episode 83. <laughs> um, so I am doing a double recording right now. I'm recording myself on my phone down here uh, just for like clips and stuff. So if I keep kind of looking in that direction, direction, uh, that's what's going on. I was feeling a little bit more zhuzhy today, so I put on some red lipstick. Um, the, to be honest, I've not been able to wear um, a lot of eyeshadow. Like, I don't wear a ton of eyeshadow anyway to begin with, but there was a new one that I used that kind of... I don't know, my skin didn't like so much. I had a bit of a rash on my eyelids. So now I'm <laughs> avoiding putting any eyeshadow on on my eyelids. So I thought if I'm not putting eyeshadow on, I'll put on the lipstick if I could talk. And I haven't even made my cocktail yet. <laughs> um, I hope all of you have been having a great week. I am praying for snow. And we are nowhere near as dire as what's happening in Europe because I know there are skiers in France and Switzerland that are closed because of the lack of snow. And we're definitely kind of experiencing the same thing right now. Uh, not the same thing, but there are ski hills around where I live that are like this close to closing because of the amount of rocks that are exposed. And it's just not safe. And a lot of runs are closed and ugh. Please, snow gods, we need some snow. I will do a snow dance. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're waiting for snow. Um, I have been cross-country skiing on my property because there's just enough. And cross-country, you don't need a ton of snow. But there are definitely obstacles that I'm always scooting around. Um, that's... It can be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it's like obstacles are fun, right? It's a bit of a challenge, but if you don't hit them right, then, you're, then you wipe out. Luckily with cross country, you're not like, I'm never going too fast. But this morning, um, I can only really go early in the mornings because it's too warm in the middle of the day. And it's, um, and typically I'm working anyway, but, and um, because it's chillier in the morning because in the middle of the day, it's sticky. And if you've ever gone cross country skiing and you know, um, if it's not great conditions, then snow will build up on the bottom of your skis. And then it winds up, it's kind of like hitting a brick wall <laughs> when you're ripping down a hill. Um, and then your skis get caked, right? And it happens really quickly sometimes, like, and it will bring you to a dead stop. And it's kind of like, like I said, it's not pleasant. Um, those are the worst wipeouts, usually with cross-country skiing, um, it's a lot of like the reason why the main reason why I wipe out when I'm cross country skiing is, um, because my skis cross or say I'm, I'm like not paying attention and then I'll like put my pole in between my skis. Like if I'm looking and then I'll like put my pole forward and then I'll kind of get wrapped up and it's usually a teeter. I just teeter over. I don't really like wipe out, but getting back up is a bitch. <laughs> you really have to like reorganize yourself, put your skis in the proper position. I've seen people try for like 15 minutes to get up. And the problem is too, you cannot unclick your skis when you're in a, like an awkward position. 
So anyway, um, the last few times has been great. There is like a long downhill, probably like a kilometer of downhill straight. Maybe it's not that long. Maybe like three quarters of a kilometer. And it's so, because it's been freezing at night and then it's kind of like not, it hasn't, there's no fresh snow. So the tracks are set and they're ice. And so I was ripping so fast and there's one part where um, on this long, long stretch down that has kind of a sharper turn. And I just knew that I wasn't going to make it. Like I was going way too fast. And what you do when you're going too fast, when you're in tracks, um, I'm talking about classic cross country skiing, by the way, not skate skiing. Classic means that your skis are in two little tracks. And uh, anyway, so I wound up just the way that you kind of slow down or break is take one foot out of the track and then like plow with one ski <laughs> but because I don't have like professional ski trails that are like 10 feet wide mine are about as wide as my arms and when your ski is scraping the edge of the trail because <laughs> it's kind of like little walls anyway it just doesn't working so somehow I wound up slowing down enough and then I kind of like hopped my skis to turn really fast anyway very not not an interesting story, but I, to me, it's part of my, you know, my daily adventures, my cross country skiing, and hey, at least I got some. <laughs> I probably uh, lipstick on my teeth, and if I do, I'm sorry for you having to see it the whole time because I actually have a mirror. <laughs> Maybe I should use that. Nope, nothing. But may, I might have just wiped it off. All right, so today I'm going to be concocting a cocktail that's going to be interesting and special to me. You want to know why? Because I'm going to be using one of my sister's Christmas gifts to me, and that is this pomegranate tequila. Okay, pomegranate tequila. Now, this is lovely tasting. It's definitely interesting, and I'm hoping that I can get this lid off because it's sticky. This is gonna be a bit sugary, but... Oh, God. What am I gonna do? I have to keep beating it. So sometimes my techniques are like hitting it and if it doesn't work, then I have to run hot water over it. But then I don't want to do that because I have to run downstairs. And I've already worked out today, okay? Okay, I've envisioned it. I'm envisaging it. <laughs> Opening. <laughs> and I'm, I'm strong, okay? Well, what am I? I need something more solid to hit it on. Oh. It's almost like there are these like pranksters that go and put crazy glue on lids and then they're like, honey, can you open this? And then they're just freaking out because they can't, but it's crazy glue. That's what this feels like. It's going to be like 10 minutes of straight. Oh. Mm. 
Okay, that is one thing. If I broke my hand, could I sue the company? Because I got it on film? <laughs> this is how bad it is. There's also... It wasn't even really like screwed on all the way. Maybe because it was like on crooked. Whoa, that was an adventure. Anyway, so I'm going to be using one of my favorite glasses of all time. I gifted three of these to all of my cousins for my cousin gift exchange and my sister and sister-in-law. Um, these are from Anthropology. They come in three colors. This is the peachy one. There's one that's purple and one that's blue. And they're gorgeous. So I am going to be using this pomegranate tequila. I'm also going to be using this orange peach mango juice. And I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I got some free accessories from the liquor store <laughs> because I spent a whack of money. And they gave me this Guinness spoon. So this is for, I guess, Guinness splitting or whatever you want to call it, where they put, they have two types of beers. Um, and then this is a spoon that you put over it and you pour the second beer on top and it's supposed to float on top. I don't know anything about Guinness. Okay. Maybe it's like a specific type of mixture. I don't know, but all I know is I'm going to use this to add some of this tequila on top of the drink that I make. I forgot a freaking straw again, unless there's one in here. Is there a straw in here, please? Hello, hello, hello? Nope. Anyway, so um, I'm gonna be using some gin. I've cut some fresh orange slices. These are like different type of or a different type of oranges, a seasonal type of orange. They're apparently extremely sweet. Um, and then I got some ice in a shaker and some accessories. We'll add those after. So I'm going to be using my gorgeous glass. Of course I am. What the hell else would I be using? And I'm only going to be adding the pomegranate tequila on the top of the cocktail with my little special spoon to try to have like a bit of a red top, an orange bottom and add a little blanket of red on top. Um, is this going to turn out? I don't know. It's going to be an adventure, but let's just do it. So I'm going to be adding the gin in with the orange peach mango juice. An ounce and a half, because I'm going to do another half ounce on the top with the tequila. Have you guys ever made a cocktail where you mix a gin and tequila? Let me know. Um, and then I do have two oranges for garnish and I'm thinking that the big one will be the official one. And so I'm going to add this in here, beat the shit out of it, get some flavor out, you know, and then I'm going to add some, add this, some peach mango. Let's see how that goes. And the ice is pretty fresh. So there should not be too much water in there from the melted ice. Um, okay. So I'm going to shake this up, pour it in here, shake it up, pour it in here and then take some ice out and then pour. Okay. I just have to do that. Figure it out in my head first.
right. Let's take some ice out first if I can open this goddamn thing. You guys, I can't open anything! It's 2023! You'd think that I figured this shit out by now. Okay. So let me just use my straw, my spoon, to remove some ice. Just so I'm dripping it already on myself. Just so I have some cubes in there, you know? So we can keep it nice and chilled. I want lots of ice. Now, I'm going to pour. Okay, I do want to save, save some space for, I'll learn to talk one day, you guys, for my tequila. Okay, so now I love that this spoon, this little cocktail separator, beer separator, whatever, um, has a little lip on it so you can hold it steady. And let's see if this thing works. Well, that all went to hell in the handbag. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> So what really happened is the exact opposite of what I was hoping was gonna happen, but you know what? Actually, that's not true, it's not the opposite. It's just something different. And I should have known because this is a liqueur, there is sugar in this, so this is heavier than the juice and the liquor. So where's the lid? Oh, here. <laughs> but, but I'll show you. I gotta get my shit together. It still looks pretty, look. It is pink or orange, darker orange on the bottom and orange on the top. And this lighting here is very interesting, but now it's time to put on the special garnish. <gasps> There's something about an orange slice in a cocktail. It's just so refreshing looking and um, what other accessory should we use? We got lots to choose from here. And I'm thinking, um, what color would complement this bevy? Every time my alarm goes off, it stops my camera, it's fine. Um, anyway, there is, this is an interesting looking one. It's gonna be way too tall. Let's grab a shorter one. Let's do a flamingo. Should we do a pink flamingo? I think so. Pink flamingo. Um, so since my uh, liqueur is on the bottom, I'm just gonna stir it up. And let's take a little sippy sip. Ooh! That tastes like summertime, man. That is, let's get the rest of it out. Just a little tiny bit left in there. Okay, wow. 
Um, of course, it's mango and pineapple and orange uh, with the pomegranate tequila. Of course. Okay, so tequila throws me back to Mexico like every single time, no matter how many times I've had tequila. It always is a throwback for me. I'm looking for a napkin and I don't have one. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just going to have to wipe it up with my hand because I can't stand it there. It's only a couple little drops. If you rub it into your hand fast and hard enough, then it disappears, right? My hands are sticky, it'll drive me crazy. I have so much powder on my face right now, but I keep getting greasy and that's annoying. Okay, so my week, I went wedding dress shopping with my sister. I can't tell you how the dress that she chose is the most, you're just going to have to wait and maybe I'll be posting photos of the wedding because I'm going to be the maid of honor, but her dress is so stunning and it's, it's a bit different. Like it's not a traditional type wedding dress. There's a little twist to it. Um, she, and she's, oh, it just is like made for her. And I'm so, 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 so excited that she's so happy with this dress. Um, the one that she was trying on in the shop was just a, like a half a size too small. So she is getting it custom made. And uh, we were originally going to go a couple weekends from now dress shopping. But um, one of the ladies that uh, she spoke to and made the appointment with was like, ooh, that's cutting it close because it can take like six to nine months to order the dress and that is not enough time for her to receive it in time for her wedding. So we went two weeks early <laughs> just to have like an extra few weeks to, um, you know, a little more of a buffer. And, uh, so it's going to be probably around June. It'll be in and oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And also like her wedding colors and you know, the bridesmaid dress color is going to be so beautiful and I can't wait. And it's literally the only time I've ever been wedding dress shopping. I've not been in any wedding parties. I've had friends that have got married. I'm just not close enough a friend, I guess, but, um, so exciting and very emotional. And there was definitely champagne and kind of everything I ever dreamed of dress that dress shopping would be like, <laughs> Um, but I'm so happy that she's so happy and, oh, there were definitely some tears too. And I got to meet a couple of her like good friends and it was just a really nice experience. So that was exciting. And then also, um, some of you may have noticed my social media being a little bit more active because I've officially hired a social media management team excuse me, they're both Canadians. Oh, I shouldn't say both Canadians. Like they're, they're a team. There might be a few other people involved as well, but the people that I'm working with directly are Canadians and, um, they're a bit far away from where I'm at, but that's okay. We still connect via zoom and they're so adorable. Like they're, they really, um, they're really passionate about it and like excited about it. And so that's what I love. I love it. it also like re sparks something in me and it's inspiring too to create more content and, you know, try some different things and that sort of stuff. So that's also exciting. And 
Oh, <laughs> so I've talked about ghost adventures before on the show. And Ghost Adventures is a television show that's been on for like 26 seasons, even more because they do different shows as well. Like it's still under the umbrella of Ghost Adventures, but they're like Ghost Adventures Unhinged, Ghost Adventures, I don't know, House Calls. And <laughs> so I didn't know this. So I was always like searching for Ghost Adventures and then looking for kind of what I knew, but I just recently discovered because I'd pretty much watched every episode of every um of every like season that I had that I knew about and then I discover because there hasn't been a new ghost adventures for a while and I was like okay well I wonder when the new season's happening so I was looking it up and I was seeing clips of um new seasons or like new episodes I hadn't seen before and I was like where the hell are these and then I see ghost adventures house calls and there's like a whole season of ghost adventures of them going to people's houses that are basically like my house is haunted here's some evidence get over here right now and then they show up and then they set up all their equipment and some of the stuff is wild and so I know some of you are like oh it's such bullshit and whatever it's really not there's no way that they'd be faking any of this stuff and being able to get away with it for this long. And especially because initially when Ghost Adventure started, they had uh, another cast member that wound up leaving. I guess they had a falling out. And and you'd think that if there was any kind of weird business happening, then the guy would be like, oh, it's fake anyway. I, like we used to put strings up and pull this or you know what I mean? That's never happened. And of all the cast and crew on the show... Um, Somebody would have said something by now, in my in my opinion. And for me, I choose to believe it. And um, that's, it makes it that much more entertaining. And then whenever I find a new episode, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but I was watching a House Calls episode. I think it was episode two because there's only one season. But season one, episode two, where they capture some audio because they have these, like, recorders that they use, expensive ones. And... Uh, they leave them kind of laying around and ask questions and things like that. But they left a couple of them in one of the bedrooms uh, that they were investigating. And in the house was a man and a woman living there with a couple of kids. I think four kids, actually. And um, anyway, so just the recorders are laying there on the bed. And it picks up one of the weirdest and creepiest, like, voice EVPs that... I've ever heard and I won't spoil it for you but you should probably watch that episode <laughs> if you're curious because it's really wild this is not sponsored by Ghost Adventures but Zach if you're listening if you want to sponsor my podcast I will support you if you support me <laughs> I would die actually to be part of a Ghost Adventures investigation big time So that was exciting for me. I think there's like six more episodes that I can binge. It's going to be awesome. Um, hmm. So I don't really know how to bring this up. <laughs> it sounds really bad. It's not. But I don't think that I've ever been really affected by like is it seasonal defective disorder? No, seasonal affective disorder where you 
just kind of feel depressed in the winter time. And I have to be honest and say that I've always felt a little like less motivated and stuff during the winter, but I can't say that I've had like, that I've got this disorder that a lot of people do have. Um, this winter though is wild how like how affected I am and it's not I was like oh it might just be the snow or maybe it's hormones or something like what the hell is wrong with me <laughs> and uh, I was listening to a youtuber that I watch frequently and she was saying the same thing that um she's like there's something about this winter that's just like ugh, it feels so and it's not even about the weather it's just the thoughts you have in your head and like just the things that go through your mind and the wallow <laughs> is that the right word that you feel it's kind of like oh I don't know just motivation majorly motivation and anyway so for me this year it's been like heavy for me and I'm you know I'm still doing my thing and like forcing myself to like do my usual stuff but I don't know I don't freaking know what it is. All I know is that it's different this year and, and I'm, uh, but I'm doing okay. I just was like thinking about it the other day. I'm like, what is it about this season? And I, and I always like wind up blaming hormones or something or, you know, because there are times when I'm like that during that time of the month, I'm totally normal. And then other times I'm not. So it's like, well, that's what I've been blaming it on. But it's like a combination of things, I think. And, um. But do you feel the same this year? Is this year different for you? If it is, maybe it's something to do with the planets. <laughs> maybe, you know, when they say like Mercury's in retrograde, like things are weird. Maybe there's something like changing with the universe. I know that there's a comet coming. We're going to see it next month. This could be throwing things off. And don't discount the power of the universe and how things being out of alignment a little bit can affect you too. It's almost like I just recently learned about air pressure and how it works and how you can actually like check out air pressure, um, atmospheric pressure and stuff on your weather apps because I was hearing something about um, fishing and how when the pressure is really high, the fishing is worse and if the pressure's low, like low clouds and then the, they feed more or something. Maybe it's the opposite of what I just said, but um, atmospheric pressure does affect more than just, you know, the fish and feeding times and things like that. Um, it can actually affect you and your joint, like your joints. You can feel joint pain, you can feel off, you can feel, and it, it could damn well be just like really high pressure systems that are just or low I don't know all I know is that uh, that's something to consider too and you know those those little devices you can get are like a little cool looking trinkety thing that will like turn cloudy if it's about to rain or things like that like it kind of predicts the weather by like it, it'll crystallize or something when, when it's about to snow. I don't know how those things work, but there's, there's something to be said. I should probably educate myself more about it because then I can be like, oh yeah, super high pressure. Okay. I can anticipate my knees acting up or something. <laughs> um, but it's crazy, you know, like all these things going on around us all the time 
that we can't see. And if we didn't read or hear about it, we would have no idea that it was going on. Like I think about people that lived hundreds of years ago and tribes and things that don't know what thunder and lightning actually is, you know, and um, I don't know. That's a whole other long topic, but I keep wanting to suck the drink out of the... <laughs> it's not a straw. You also want to know what I recently learned? Have you ever had a McFlurry from McDonald's? Basically like a Dairy Queen Blizzard, but it's from McDonald's. It's called a McFlurry. 99% of you know this already. But you know how the straws are like... They're square. They're like hollow and square. They look like a straw. How many of you know what, what that is for or what that's about? It's like, it's square and it's long. <laughs> the spoon I'm talking about. And it's got like a little clip on it. So they, this is so that the straw, the, the spoon actually clips onto the McFlurry maker and it spins the spoon and um, because they were, they were having a lot of trouble with waste, I guess, with having to clean the mixer all the time. So they actually made the mixer the spoon. So if you're wondering, it's because that goes onto a machine and spins around and makes your McFlurry. If you didn't know that, well, now you do. I think I learned that on a TikTok. <laughs> I'm getting really educated with all these shorts, reels, TikToks. You name it. Another thing I wanted to bring up, I think most of us can relate to this besides you geniuses out there that are geniuses 24 seven. But do you ever have moments like a little window of genius where you figure out like a math equation extremely quick, like somehow your brain <laughs> just did the math and you have no idea how that even happened or say you take a wild guess at the answer to a, a math question and you're absolutely right down to the decimal. I did that once. <laughs> One time somebody asked me some like, what is like 400 blah, blah, blah divided by 12. And then I came up with some figure and in my head, I was just making it up, but then they typed it in. It was the right answer. And it was like 0.24. <laughs> 0.24 or something um and that's crazy they were convinced they're like oh you've done that before like how could you and I I really didn't do the math I just guessed and it happened to be right but what are the odds so it's almost like but there are definitely times when I'm trying to figure out like a math question that should be really simple but I'm making it more complicated in my head I'm like trying to round it up to the nearest 10 or something and then times it and blah 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 but there are definitely moments that I have where it just makes sense in my head and I can figure it out. And I'm like, wow, that is how a lot of people, no, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some people can think like that all the time. And then I wonder, because apparently we use 10% of our brain. I've heard 7%. I've heard 25% or 30%. I don't know what the actual number is, but there's got to be different genetics that allow you to access, access different parts of your brain or more parts of your brain we can't all be using the same percentage of our brain and does does using a certain percentage of your brain like more of your brain make you smarter 
Or does it make you more emotional? Or does it make you more artistic? What does it do? I guess it depends on what part of your brain you're using more of, but um, I've definitely had moments where it's almost like, like predicting the time. So um, my aunt said one time, she says, no matter what, like if I'm heading home and I know I'm going to get home at 2.02, like she gets there at that exact time. She just happens to have this like ability to predict exactly when she's like to the minute. Right. Um, and not only just to her own house from like the grocery store that she's done a hundred times, like she can figure it out, um, elsewhere too. But then for me too, like guessing the time, um, sometimes I'll go through streaks of like just being right on it. And then, and I wonder it's, it's all like tied into, I don't know, earth's cycles. And I do believe, and it, maybe I sound like a hippie, but I definitely do believe that, that the universe, because I also believe in karma, right? And to believe in karma and believing in like the good you do for others, it will come back to you like that kind of way of thinking. I think that also ties into how you know certain things, how you are led down certain paths. And like, it's all one big thing. And uh, it's hard to, like, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, it's all random. There's no, like, there's nothing. Especially people that are like, there's nothing after you die. You just die, you're dead. Bury me, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter, I'm dead. I'm, you're gone forever. <laughs> and I get as human beings, we want to believe that there's something. And I, but I know it. Not just because I use, I watch ghost adventures. <laughs> I mean, that definitely is a little bit reinforcing, but I am all about the belief that there's something going on out there. And I don't necessarily believe in like heaven, going to heaven and seeing everybody that does, that's ever loved you and you've ever loved. And like, sure, I just, I, I don't believe like pearly gates type thing, but yeah, I don't know. I, th I hear stories about people that do ayahuasca or, or DMT, like these, these psychedelics, and um, they wind up having very similar stories to tell. Like they've, they've not just had a trip, but they've gone to the same place. And that's also super fascinating to me that there are other dimensions, you know, and uh, yeah, I could go on and on and on and on about it, but um, yeah. Those flashes of genius, I could use more of them, but it's almost like, wow, I can figure it out. <laughs> I am really smart. Just only 1% of the time. <laughs> um, it's also insane people that have like crazy great memories. They can remember every day of their lives. And that sounds impossible, but there are people where you can ask them, okay, on uh, December 12th, 1981, where were you? What were you doing? They're like, well, what day of the week? Wh like, what day of the week was it? They can tell you it was a Wednesday. And if it really was, that was a moment of genius. But <laughs> it was a Wednesday. And, um, oh, yeah, they were they were 10 years old. And uh, that day, um, their mom was late coming home from work. So they were, like, that is how detailed they can be. Um, and there is actually a famous actress that has this ability and, uh, just insane memory. But I think that that, would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think 
If you could remember every day of your life, every memory, like every day, you could recall anything. Would that be, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I don't just necessarily mean because you have bad memories and good memories. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be distracting. Like I would see, cause I have deja vu sometimes where I'm like, where have I seen that? Or like you smell something like, woo. And it's so distracting just without having that kind of memory. But I just feel like my brain would be exploding the whole time thinking like all the memories and <sighs> I don't know the thing is I also have like a I have the opposite where I don't remember a lot of my childhood I can like be brought back to certain memories like seeing a photo and I'm like oh I remember but if I if you were to ask me like when I was 12 like where did I live when I was 12 I don't remember <laughs> when I was 12 I was what in grade nine eight or nine and I'm like, what school was I in? What city was I living in? Because we moved around a lot when I was a kid. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> like if I was interrogated by the police, if, if I was like suspected of something and the police were like, last Wednesday, 3 p.m., where were you? I'd be like, I'm guilty. <laughs> Take me in. I will not be able to remember what I was doing. A lot of times I use photos that I've taken on trips and stuff to remember the years that I was there. Like to, <laughs> to try to remember like the day of the week or anyway. Oh, I got to remember straws, you guys. This red lipstick is not, <laughs> you don't want to be drinking out of cups, okay? Um, okay, I heard something. So recently we had some Dutch friends, pretty much consider them family at this point, but um, visiting and uh, they were here for quite some time and spent a lot of time with them. And they brought up the fact that, because I was talking about senior citizens and how like the culture in Europe is so much different than Canada, I think as well as in the US, where in Europe, if you travel there, especially in like Germany, Holland, um, you see a lot of elderly people out and about. And it's not just a weather thing, it's a culture thing. And you know, in a lot of these small towns, you go walk into pubs, there's a ton of like elderly people hanging out, having a good time. They're very involved in their communities and not, not every, not everyone, right? It's, it's all dependent on like, of course, their mobility and things like that. I get it. But you go to a farmer's market, right? And there are like little old ladies selling their jams that they made. And they're, and then they're also like elderly people having coffees and there's so many cafes and and bakeries and things and the culture there is just lovely for older people here in Canada especially around where I live there are definitely cafes and there are you know bakeries and stuff but I just find that you there's like maybe 10 percent compared to um compared to Europe right it's like I said it's a cultural thing I think over there they just community is huge and I know things are changing as times go on but as time goes on <laughs> um but anyway my point is is they brought up that in Holland not in all areas but some areas um university students um can live at the senior homes senior care homes they stay there for free 
but they the deal is is that they have to eat with the seniors they interact and socialize there as well and so in in exchange for their company they get to stay for free and the seniors get to interact with the younger kids like the younger population and this literally almost brought tears to my eyes i was like this is that is such a great idea and i think too it really does teach the value of seniors to the younger generations and they will take better care of you know their parents their grandparents you know when the time comes because it's like these people have value <laughs> you know just because they're in their 80s or 90s they're still people they still want to talk about things and tell stories about their lives and i guess the hardest part about you know living with these seniors would be watching them all kind of one by one disappear you know because they're and you you make good friends with them and that would be the hardest thing about working in senior care too that's why i've been hesitant a lot of times to volunteer because i think my heart couldn't take it it would be very difficult for me to go back one day and then not have my friend there right <laughs> sorry it's true um I did, and it just brings me back, and this exact situation did not happen, but um, when I was a kid in high school, I had to volunteer. I needed to just, like, volunteer some time um, at a senior care facility, and um, and it wasn't specifically there, but I wanted to, and I just said, just don't put me in the dementia ward, right? Don't put me in the dementia ward, because I just have this thing where even even... <laughs> seniors without dementia I would see a senior just on the streets and I would cry when I was a kid it was just I think I don't know it comes from like my love for my grandparents or something like just the thought of either my oma and opa being alone or sad just would break my heart so of course I go I get to this facility and it's a really nice place um but I'm in the dementia ward <laughs> I was luckily I was there with my really good friend um so I had like a bit of a shoulder to cry on because initially the first day was really overwhelming and when I get like emotional my stomach is in my throat like up here and I feel like I'm like this the whole time and I'm just trying to relax and understand okay these people need my help and um there was this old lady that um was kind of gone like she was not coherent really and but she could still eat and things like that. So I was feeding her. And and then after a few days of being there and like kind of t getting over the sadness and understanding like the fact that you're there helping them is so wonderful. Like they need somebody to look at them in the eye, look them in the eye and like, hey, talk to them nicely. And so you kind of like get to the point where it's so sad to be there, but somebody's got to do it. And it's an honor to be able to brighten somebody's day right so after that experience it kind of was like oh I just fit <laughs> it was meant to be right it was a bit of divine intervention there because of my fear I was so scared that I would be so overwhelmed and whatever but it really taught me that you know yeah it is sad and it is terrible that these people are lonely but the fact that you're there makes their life and and it might you they, they might not even acknowledge that you're there right but
but they feel that you're there. They feel it, right? And the same way that they feel neglect and things like that, they feel that you are there helping them, talking to them, you know, reading to them, that kind of thing. So anyway, <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. Like this, I'm having a bit of a weird like, And I think it's not even sadness that I'm feeling with this winter blues type thing. It's just more, just emotional, just more emotional. And I think things affect me more. And anyway, it's all good. Anyway, that made, that was such a brilliant idea. And I, I know that, um, probably COVID ha affected that as well. Like trying to keep, you know, the younger population out of the senior homes because of, you know, spreading of the shit. But, um, I think things are back in action at this point. Just hope it stays that way. Uh, you've heard me talk about Sugar Thrills, my favorite sh brand of clothing of all time that I own a lot of pieces from pretty much probably over a thousand at this point. This is a Sugar Thrills top. <laughs> um, came out with a new collection and I am this close to pulling the trigger on a massive order. But I have to like... I need some self-control at this point because I have this whole closet full and I've got three long racks full. It's all organized though, like by color. It's all color coded by item and tops, skirts, jackets, you name it. Then I have another double rack out in my loft that's also full. And if I, or if I place this order, there's about 40 pieces that I'd be ordering that I really need, <laughs> but don't at the same time. So what I'm thinking about doing is not ordering it and kind of upcycling the pieces that I have in my closet. Cause I've been doing lots of extra content and I, I have some wild outfits that I've never worn that on camera. Um, or just in general, I just collect the pieces. I don't, I, a lot of it still, a lot of them still have tags on them. Like I have sugar thrills tags. I keep them and I should show you how many tags sugar thrills tags I have. And every tag represents a individual piece. So if there's a two piece set, like if it comes as a two piece set, there's one tag. So it's a lot of tags and it's really crazy. So anyway, what I'm thinking is because I'm doing so much more content, like short form video content, and you can find it on YouTube and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok. I'm thinking that I just need to go through the things that I already have. And then once I've really gotten use out of each piece, then I can start adding to my collection because I need to make it work for me. I can't just keep spending money on sugar thrills <laughs> and then boxing it. Cause the thing is like when I run out of space, my least favorite pieces will go into storage and then they are just bought and then not ever used. Right. And so I still, I still have them, but it's not what I want. I need to start being smarter about it. So yeah, there's that. Um, so I'm going to wait or I might not. I'm only human and sugar thrills is my weakness. So I don't know. I'll figure it out. 
Um, who still has their Christmas tree up? <laughs> Me! <laughs> um, this one I got rid of. Not got rid of. I packed away. Um, but my, I've got two more trees up. And I guess because all the ornaments need to be wrapped, individually wrapped and put back in the box. And I just need to dedicate like two hours to do it. And I just keep looking at it and I'm like, it's not even that I want to keep the spirit of Christmas alive or anything like that. It's just laziness. And I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to do it. And I could do it in the evenings, but in the evenings I'm doing other shit. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's okay. It's really not a big deal. I do still have my little Christmas village up too, but um, I just have to find the time to do it. You know, when I built this house, I had this idea to install lights in the eaves, um, but kind of have them hidden. So it's kind of like you don't see them in the summertime, but come wintertime around the holidays, you just turn them on and they're already all in with all the timber and stuff like that. But I didn't do it. And so I don't have Christmas lights on my actual house yet, but it's fine. Like I, nobody can see my house anyway. <laughs> I'm way too far tucked away, but it would be for me, you know, driving up your driveway at Christmas time and just seeing the lights. And I think I need to hire somebody to do it. That would be the way to go, I think. really good and my drink is actually lasting a lot longer now that I don't have a straw so maybe it's a strategy <laughs> I have to be more careful I have to like think about the coldness on my teeth and yeah is coldness a word I'm gonna try this orange it's good so sugary I'm definitely not in ketosis right now. I don't know what the hell happened. I ate a bunch of blueberries, but I've had like a whole pint of blueberries before and it didn't kick me out of keto. Something happened. I'm not, I've, I get those keto sticks. Um, you can get them at the, or the drugstore and you just pee on them. <laughs> you just in, like dip it in the stream of pee and then it'll turn um, between like, kind of like a, a beige or like a cream color to purple deep purple means that you have a lot of ketones in your pee which is like when you're in ketosis you pee out your fat that's how you get rid of your fat so they always encourage you to drink lots of water and sometimes if you're really hydrated like your bladder is really full you'll have fewer ketones because they're just floating around in there and they're more like harder to trace um but i think i'm really like i'm out <laughs> i've had to really pee the last few times and had full bladders and that might be it too but I'm like, what the hell I don't know. It's good to kind of go in and out sometimes too, though. Like they kind of recommend a carb up day once a week. But my problem is, is if I give myself a carb up day, like where I can have carbs for one day, I'm out of control. I'm like consuming 5,000 calories. <laughs> I'm going to Dairy Queen and getting a cotton candy blizzard with extra cotton candy. I am eating all the chips. I'm just like, because I feel like I'm, I'm so like strict most of the time that there's a part of me, the inside of me, that's like, just let loose. You deserve this. You work hard. You can have the 5,000 calories. It's like the little devil on my shoulder. 
So that's why I kind of stopped doing that. Now that I say it, <laughs> maybe today's the day. I'm already kicked out. Today's the day. I'm already drinking fruit juice and no, it's okay. I'm getting better at like figuring keto out and having more self-control. All right. Well, everyone, also, I just wanted to say that I've, so I have two OnlyFans pages. I have a free page and I've got a subscription page, um, which is $5 a month. So now the content that I post on my subscription page, my paid page is $5 cheaper. Every, every post, every PPV, which is pay-per-view is $5 cheaper than my free page. And it's only $5 to subscribe. So if I post a $15 post on my paid page and a $20 post on my free page, it will cost you the same to subscribe and you get to the post to see the post. So then you're subscribed and you see the post. Does that make sense? <laughs> so um, it's pretty clear now on both sites, but just so you know, I'm posting lots and lots and lots of PPVs this month. Um, and we're having lots of fun. So that will be linked down below in the description box. Um, I also have a Patreon page, so OnlyFans Patreon. And then of course my Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff will be linked down below as well. Please like this video if you enjoyed it and subscribe if you have not already. I would really appreciate that. And I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And if you made it to the end, big hugs and kisses. Uh, and yeah, just want to say I'll be back very shortly with another video. So stay tuned, subscribe and have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>